we should be put to the test as leaders. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you for this time. We, I thank you for these leaders that you've brought. Father, just we're ordinary people, Lord, but we have an extraordinary God. There is no one like you. Father, as my brother brought up the three omnis, I love it, Lord. You're, you're omniscient. You know all things, Lord, yet you love us. You're omnipresent, Lord, and your, your word speaks of your thoughts or a multitude towards us, Lord. We can even fathom, fathom who you, the, the depths and the mind that you have in your love for us. And Father, we thank you that you're omnipotent, you're all-powerful, and you want to do a work of your Spirit in our lives, Lord, but you've given us free will, you've given us volition, Lord, to choose. And Father, we pray, Lord, that we would choose to get into that wheelbarrow of life. Father, that we pray, Lord, that we would be those 12 extraordinary people that you use. But Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have willing participants here, Lord, men and women who desire a work of your spirit, Lord. But we pray, Father, that that work would continue, Lord, as we're put to the test daily. Father, we pray for a baptism of your Holy Spirit. We pray for a supernatural work in our hearts. Father, we pray, Lord, that we are witnesses of what you do in our hearts and in the lives of our brothers and sisters and those in our family, in the highways and byways, and in this community, Lord. Father, we pray for our country. Father, we pray for a heart that of repentance from sin in our country. And a revival in that work of your Holy Spirit in these last days. So, Father, we pray for that continued work, Lord. And we pray, Lord, to be a part of that work. And we pray in Jesus' name we all say, Amen. Amen. The last time we were together, thank you guys for praying for me. I did a, a funeral cell uh, filled in for me. But the previous time before, we were in Proverbs chapter 6, and we were covering the, the seven principles, the six things God hates, and he said seven are an abomination to him. And we took a look at a proud look. But being here in leadership in this church, we are going on 20, we are in 20, our 20th year of ministry here at Calvary Chapel Cornerstone, formerly Calvary Chapel West Govina, sent from, from Raw over here. But it's been 20 years. It's been 20 years in ministry here. And as we look at the things over the years, We've had a test of faith. You know, I've seen people come and go. I've seen um, loved ones go into eternity, servants go into eternity. I've seen disputes in the church and division in the church. I've seen heartache and sorrow. I've seen our children backslide and walk in in darkness. I've seen parents struggle. Ministry is hard in 20 years. But we press, we, we press on. We continue in the work. I just, you know, I just imagine we're, we're, we've been here in, for 20 years together. And watching our kids grow up or, you know, watching our, you know, 
from the children's ministry, seeing them grow up and then seeing them go off uh, 20 years. But if you look at Israel's history, Moses's ministry was 40 years. We're halfway there. We're halfway there. But we want to pray that we would finish well. Because we're in the halfway point. And in Psalms chapter 95 verse 10. I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong. I pasted in the wrong spot. But imagine 40 years in in the ministry. 40 years in the ministry. In Psalms 95 10. You know. God. It says he was grieved with that generation because they erred in their heart and they did not know God's ways. They here they experienced the miracles, the the you know, the leading of God, God providing for them for 40 years. And it says, yet God was grieved with them in their heart because they didn't know his ways in Hebrews chapter three, verses nine and also 17 Uh, Speaking of the children of Israel, it says, When your fathers tempted me and proved me, and they saw my works for 40 years. But verse 17 said, But I was grieved with them for 40 years, because they sinned and their carcasses fell in the wilderness. Yikes! You know, yikes, 40 years, you know, I, I don't want to repeat that history. I, I don't in ministry. I want to finish well. You see, brothers and sisters, leaders, our calling is the highest calling. You guys have a high calling. You're at God's. God's beckoning. We're at God's beckoning. We're at, we're. To be used by God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You know, sometimes we don't we don't register that. I, I, I'm at his disposal. I'm for his use. And I need to pray, Lord, help me to stay the course. You know, help me to learn from Israel's history. I don't want to grieve God in ministry. I don't want to see the works and not be a part of the works. I don't want to be a carcass. I want to be a living vessel in use and honor of the Lord. You see, we have a continual target as God's people in leadership. And we see this. If you could turn with me to Psalms chapter 133, Psalms chapter 133, we should have a continual target uh, of focus as God's people in leadership. In Psalms chapter 133, verses 1 through 3, it's very brief because this should be our aim in ministry. The Bible says here, it says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down the beard, the beard of Aaron running down it's edge, the edges of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded blessings forevermore. But you see here, it is pleasant. See, I, I want to do ministry. I want God says, 
you know, here we have Israel's history, not so pleasant. You have a 40-year history where they grieve God. But here we have the remedy. It says how good and pleasant it is. God's word is saying that brethren should dwell together in unity. It's pleasant. But here in the text, it's very poetic language. He says it's like. It's like. You know, uh, it's pleasant and it's like the precious oil. And when we think of the precious oil, it's an anointing oil that was put upon the priest from his head down to his toe for the work of ministry. I want we should desire the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our ministry because we can operate as Christians under a, you know, just going through the motions. And I really want to be refreshed. I want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. He says it's like the precious oil on the head of Aaron. I want to be anointed. We want to have an anointing, anointed ministry. But also here in this very poetic language, he says it's like the dew of Hermon from on top. It's like the dew of Hermon. And as if you go to Israel, there's the, the, the Mount Hermon. It's one you, you, I went during the summer and on Mount Hermon, you could see the snow up there. And from that area, the water comes down and it first comes down to the, the top where where we see Dan. And then it comes down into Israel. But this water from Mount Hermon is, is refreshing. And as we went to uh, the, the northern part of Israel, we saw this refreshing water going through Caesarea Philippi and then just overflowing in the in, in, in the waterfalls. And it was very beautiful. It was very, very picturesque. It was a very refreshing place. And it was green and it was budding and it was flourishing. And it was sweet. It was a beautiful picture And I wish I could put it behind you. I I have videotape of the water just streaming over coming from Mount Hermon. And then in Dan, how everything was lush and fruitful. And it was beautiful. And he speaks of unity of of a brethren like this. And as I saw those waterfalls in in the northern part of Israel... It flows in to the Sea of Galilee. And what do we see in the Sea of Galilee? We see fish, vibrance, life. But then the water goes a little further. It, go, it goes a little further away. And then it, it goes down through the desert. And it becomes a mur- little murky. And then it ends up in the Dead Sea. It ends up in the Dead Sea. Where there's no life. You see, I want to, my ministry, I want to be in a place where there's life. Refreshing and usefulness and, and God doing a work of his spirit. But you see, our pursuit for unity is a test. Is a test. Like Sal said, a 
Faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. And we're going to be put to the test when it comes to unity between our brothers and sisters, and God knows it. We're going to be put to the test. It's almost moment by moment I'm put to the test. We're put to the test via avenues, internal avenues of my heart. I'm put to the test by my attitude. I'm put to the test by my tongue. I'm put to the test about where my feet go or where my thoughts go. I'm put to the test in what we share with our brothers and sisters in ministry. Please turn with me to Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. As we pick up off here where we were a couple of months ago. In Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 19, the Lord says, These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans and feet that are swift in running to evil. A false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord amongst the brethren. Well, you see, we have the recipe for unity, but we have a recipe here for disaster. These things the Lord hates. A testing of our hearts, a testing of our tongues. A testing of our feet and a testing of our thoughts as leaders. Almost on a continual basis that we have these tests. But a test, that, a faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. Please turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Because we had the recipe for a flourishing, a blessed and anointed fellowship. And then we have a recipe for disaster. You know, we see here in Proverbs chapter 6. You know, I, I really need to pray. I really need to examine my own heart. Where do I stand? Because I, 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 I am put to the test. I am put to the test momentarily, moment by moment, day by day, service after service, year after year. I'm put to the test with my tongue. With my thoughts, with my feet, with my attitude. And in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16, we should have a continual, this should be a continual pursuit. The Word of God here says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To the perfect man or the the mature man. To the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we, the church, should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, 
may grow up in all things to him unto him who is the head Christ and from whom the whole body is joined and knit together. There's that that unity. The whole body is joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effect to the effective workings by which every part does its share cause growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So unity, the word of God tells us unity. The Holy Spirit tells us unity. But my flesh tells me division. Have it my way. God says, no, have it my way. And I think is Burger King, have it my way. Because honestly, I'm put to the test. I'm going to be straight. I'm put to the test. My attitude is put to the test. But who am I accountable to? If my attitude goes the way of the flesh, am I doing a service to the Lord? Am I edifying the body of Christ? No. It just goes to the Dead Sea. I have to yield to do things in the spirit. Why? I want to edify the body of Christ. Why? Because God is going to hold us all accountable. And in he expects us, God expects us to grow. We see here in the text that God expects us to be mature as leaders. To the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we should no longer, he says that we should no longer be children. We need to grow up. I need to grow up. I'm not preaching down to you. I need to grow up. I need a work of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Why? Because the enemy wants to rob and kill and destroy. We see him doing this 40 years in the desert. And they didn't see the promised land because of division, because of the attitude, because of unbelief. I don't want to finish ministry that way. My ministry could end tomorrow. I could die tonight. I want to glorify God today. And that's where it's every day we we are put to the test. I want to finish well. I'm not looking beyond. I'm looking tomorrow. I want to glorify God today. I want to walk in his ways in the fullness of Christ. I want to be I want that effective working power in my life. Why? Because it causes growth. If I if I'm growing as a leader, uh, you should be growing and you, too, in your ministries and overseers and leaders, you should be growing, too. On a continual basis, but you see, our ministry leaders, our ministry is twofold. Number one, we serve for the glory of God. That's why you serve. For the glory of God. Does God get glory in my ministry? My attitude, my heart, my thoughts, my life. We serve for the glory of God. To give God glory. And number two, for the good of souls. For the good of souls. Those people sitting next to you. For the good of souls. 
We are called to feed the flock. The Word of God. We're called to tend to sheep, to care for them, to care for people. God has given us to be stewards. You know, we, you know things in ministry we, we value and we take care of them and we want to be good stewards with the money, right? We want to be good stewards with the money. Why? Because God's going to hold us accountable. But how much more should we care for God's people? They're precious. And God has given you stewardship. Take care of my people. Love them. Tend my sheep. We're to govern them. Not with a rule, but put a point them in the right way. God has given us stewardship to tend and to keep and to feed and to govern, to govern them to which way to go. So that they would be well nourished. Is why we call. Is why we serve. To supply what their soul needs. That is what God has called us to do as leaders. Unity. We're called to be our, our Lord, like our Lord. He came to seek and save that which is lost. But in leadership, as a leader, I need to get better. I need to get better as a leader. Are there areas in my leadership or in my life that need improvement? I have to take an honest look. Yes. And that's with every leader. We have to, if we don't recognize that, that there's, there needs to be improving, we're not going to grow in our leadership. And, and we, see, we do see in the text that we should grow as leaders. There is an effort on our part in growth. And then God does the greater part, but he sees our attitude. And I say, Lord, I want to grow. I want, I want to get in the wheelbarrow. Lord, I want to get in the wheelbarrow. And once I get in the wheelbarrow, I trust his power. And I, I want to improve as a leader. And I ask you, you know, search your heart. Is there, is there areas where you need to improve? Number two, are there habits to break? Are there habits to break? As, as leaders, we have to, to take an honest look. Is there habits in my life where I break? I need to break. Yes, I say, yes. There's habits I need to break. And God dealt with them this week in my life. Habits that will stunt my growth or any progression. What is something that's keeping me idle in my life as far as not growing? Are there disciplines in my life that I need to uh, uh, apply? Am I reading the word of God? As a leader in the church, every leader should be in the word of God every day. Every day. Is there discipline that I need to apply? 
Am I growing, ask myself, am I growing in my roles and responsibilities as a leader? These are questions I ask myself and I'm asking you. Are, Are there... Am I growing in my roles and my responsibilities? Am I preparing for the future? And these are a couple of the things that the Lord was showing me. You know, we are taught in the school of ministry to work ourselves out of a job. Work ourselves out of a job. We, are we training people? Are we, are we praying that we would train people and train the next leaders and that we would get better in our roles and responsibilities? And that's where that's my prayer. Am I pr- training the next leaders or number the 10 point here? Am I getting stagnant? Am I getting stagnant? Yes, I was getting stagnant. I'm being transparent. God is. God was showing me. Am I running? I have to ask myself, am I running on cruise control? Am I running in cruise control? Just going the flow as a leader. Is there a discipline to start? Start small. Is there a discipline to start in my life? Start small. Reading, reading the word of God, praying. My fellowship. Do I sit down with other believers do I care for God's people enough to sit down and, and, and God dealt with me in this area. Am I going to go have coffee with somebody and just spend some time with them and let them know that I love them? Or am I too busy for people? But as, so uh, is there a discipline to start? Is there a habit to break? I need to take an inward look as leaders. We should be challenged as leaders. We should be challenged. Because where there's no challenge, there's no progress. If we're not challenged, we're not going to progress. Where there's no challenge, there's no progress. But with every challenge comes change. People don't like change. You see, change could frustrate you or test you, refine you. But sometimes... We can be stagnant or we could even be in a rut in leadership without even noticing. As leaders, we need to grow in our leadership and our responsibilities and be challenged. I'm, I'm encouraging you as leaders to be challenged in areas of your, of, your, of your life and in your ministry for the better. You know, this week I, I learned a, a lesson because um, I was trying to apply this and I was trying to teach somebody and I had difficulty teaching that person and I was getting frustrated and the Lord was showing me, hey, be patient because we don't like discomforts. We don't like the change progression. Sometimes it'll make us bitter Instead of better. And, I, and if, if it is making me, if I am getting bitter, I need to pray. Lord, do work in me. I'm getting bitter through this change process. Lord, help me to get better. Help me to trust you through these, these difficult times. 
You know, you, you can even think of like planning a meal. You know, when, when somebody's making something and they put it in the first ingredients and they mix it up and then they, they, they put in the next ingredients and then they mix it up. Imagine I taste it halfway through being cooked. It's not going to taste that good. But if I just wait a little while until it's done, man, it's going to be so good. But I, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. We need to learn to be patient and let it run its course so that it gets better. We need to trust the Lord. We need to trust the Lord in ministry. And I just want to encourage you. This isn't by any way put down. It's a it's a heart search as a leader. I want to get better as a leader. There's some disciplines I I, I learn. I I have a heart to learn Spanish. I have a lot. I keep saying that year after year after year. I'm going to learn Spanish. Why? So I, I can be, I can minister to Spanish speaking people. And I say it year after year after year. And I don't do anything. And I learn a couple of words and I don't do anything. Well, I, I, got, I got on the internet. I got a library card, a book on Spanish, and I'm listening to Spanish on my spare time instead of social media. And I don't do it on the toilet. <laughs> but, you know, and, and other things, you know, I want to play the guitar. I play the guitar, but I, I, I do it for three months and then I stop. I do it for three months and I stop. I put on my wall out there. I hang my, my thing and I want to spend at least an hour a day on my guitar. I want to do something that betters me. So I want to learn Spanish. I'm, I'm reading books. I want to encourage you to read books that are beyond you. I'm reading books about fallacies. Man, they're difficult, but you know what? I'm learning. Grow. Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't be stagnant. Get better. We need to progress. I want to get better. And you know what? I, I praise the Lord for you guys. God's doing a great work in you. But let's go forward. Let's finish strong. Let's not go in walking in the kingdom of God. Let's go running. Let's give God the very best. Let's give him our all. Let's not get sidetracked. You know, we're, I'm praying God's doing a great work here. But pray. These walls need to be painted. These walls need to be painted. We're praying about doing something back here. There's cracks up there. You know, um, so I'm praying for a painter. Uh, uh, you know, just praying for the time to do it. And next, uh, I think in two weeks, the carpets are going to get cleaned again. Uh, we just bought a new PowerPoint. Just to, I want to let you guys know what, what's going on. We just bought a new computer for the PowerPoint. You guys already had it since November. Okay. Um, they're just getting familiar with it so that we have graphics. Um, you know, things are cleaner. Things work better. Um, you know, we put the HDMI cable here for the conference. It kind of looks a little tacky. Um, we're in the works right now of putting an HDMI table cable through the ceiling and we also got a TV in the foyer. So we got to still run those wires in. So we're doing things here. Um, we're, we're, we're currently doing things here. Um, we want to get better. We want the ministry to run smoother. Um, with the worship team, we invited the worship team and also the technical support 
people to the worship conference. Uh, it's coming up uh, September 5th through 7th at Chino. Uh, we we want to encourage them to go. Why? We want to invest in them. Why? We want them to get better. We want them to get better at what they do. So those are uh, things that we're doing. You know, in the admin's office, you guys don't see it, but we put up new cabinets in there. Why? So things are more organized, that they can work better. Um, so why we're, we're doing uh, things to help the ministry. Since um, January, we got in the children's ministry, we got kid check. You know, it's it still got some little bit of bumps and bruises, but we're we're getting further along. We're progressing. Um, we had talked about getting some uh, new DVD players for the children. That's no problem. Whatever the kids need, we're going to get them for them. But also we need to pray there. We need we need to paint those rooms already again. So there's some things that we need to uh, take care of. Uh, the resource room is not on, not called a resource room no more. It's a resource center. Uh, in it, we, we put in a computer. Um, we're going to put in cabinets, I think, the second week of August. We're going to put in new cabinets in there. So things are more organized so that all the ministry could use it. We put in a color, new color printer and a computer is available for ministry. Um just yesterday, we upgraded the, the lights in the high school room. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see the high school room. We, we upgraded the lights in there. Why? It was dim. The light bulbs were going out. You know, if you guys see a light bulb going out, please let us know. Please help fix it. Uh, why? Because this is God's house. You know, we want to take care of it. We want to give them the very best. So we upgraded the lighting. You know, you know things happened in, in uh, I believe it was April. You know, we all saw the big sinkhole, but look what happened. We painted and we striped the lines, you know, so things are, are, are progressing. How many of you guys here were trained for CPR and first aid? Raise your hands. Now, everyone else, look around. Those people right there are trained, okay? I think we got almost uh, 30 people trained with CPR and uh, first aid. Why? Why? Because we want to invest in, in them so that if something happens, hey, how many of you guys know Ken Nolasco's in, in the hospital? Yeah, he, he, he had surgery. He had some stents put on. What if something happens here? We want to be well equipped uh, for that. But, um, you know, God's doing a great work. We are growing. Um, but every part, every person, when he does his part, does this share causes growth and I, I want to encourage you to get in the wheelbarrow um, over the last couple of months one person one person going above and beyond can make a real difference here in the ministry and it could be in the very smallest things just showing up. Just showing up to help when there's a need for help. But one person frees up so much so that we could do so much more. One more person getting trained in an area that is uncomfortable. We need sound guys. We need ushers. We need greeters. We're praying, you know, the ushers are swamped. Their responsibilities is to keep this place safe. You know, we live in, a, in an era that is that churches are a soft target. 
We want to make sure the people are safe. That's our responsibility. We're, me and Donald have talked. We're praying about having a, a greeter's ministry where we're just, th- those greeters are just passing out bulletins and greeting. If you see a new family, you take them to the children's area, you walk them over there, and you greet them, and you encourage them. You, you mention. So we're, we're praying about a greeter's ministry. A lot of you guys have more than one hats, or maybe your, your role is very limited. But we, we pray that if you go above and beyond, things get freed up. And things work better, you know, I, I, in the in the cleaning ministry, you would one person, one extra person on a Sunday, on, on a Saturday morning and a Wednesday morning frees us up so much to where we could do so much more. And a lot of stuff gets done. So I want to I want to continue uh, ask you guys to pray uh, to take steps of faith. Learn the sound. You know, step out of those roles. Pray about being a teacher. Pray If you're a teacher, pray to be a better teacher. If you're a musician, pray, practice and pray to be a better musician. If you're a singer, pray to be a better and practice to be a better singer. Whether your roles and responsibilities, um, pray to grow in those roles and responsibilities. So, we're called as leaders to... Run the race. Forty years Israel was in this race, and we've been in it twenty years here. We've had a lot of people jump in. How many of you guys have been here twenty years? Look, turn around, keep your hands up, look around. Twenty years. I've been here twenty years. Praise the Lord. I thank the Lord for those who've jumped in. I praise the Lord that we're we're still here. But we have to pray for our hearts. Help, Lord, help me to trust you when the soup is not all good, all done. Help me to trust you in the bitter seasons, in the difficult times. Help me to run the race. First Corinthians chapter nine, verse 24. It says, and do you not know that those who run the race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. I want to run. I want to run with the Lord in that wheelbarrow on that tightrope. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great crowd, cloud of witnesses, let us, he's speaking of the church, let us lay aside every weight and sin that easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I pray that we would finish strong and that we would finish well. Romans chapter 12, verse 8. He who exhorts, the Bible says, he exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. Lord, give us diligence. Give us diligence because we're leaders. But you see, we put in our effort. We take a step forward and God will provide that which is greater because it's a great work and you are his ambassadors. Let's pray. Father, I love you, Lord. I thank you for my brothers and my sisters, Lord. Father, I thank you, Father, for those who've lasted, 
Father, may we continue to run the race, Lord. I thank you for those who you've added in the ministry throughout the years, Lord, and those just recently as well, Lord. We praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the parables, Lord, of, of how you spoke of the parables of the talents, Lord. Father, we want to give back. We want to invest in our lives, Lord. We don't want to waste our lives. We want to, to invest in, in, in ministry. Father, we want to give you our, our all. We want to give you our best, Lord. So stir us up, build us up, continue to use us, Lord. May we have haste, but not waste, Lord. May we be diligent. May we be earnest, Lord. May we strive with uh, everything within us, Lord, with uh, the added inspiration, Lord, of the Holy Spirit, Lord. May we give all diligence to that which you've given us, Lord. You've given us ministry. We received it from the Lord. Father, we pray, Lord, that we're good stewards, Lord, that we would finish strong and we would finish well, Lord. Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters, Lord. Father, we we pray, Father, that we all would get better. Father, we pray, Lord, that we would not be bitter. Father, we pray, Lord, that we would be a united people, Lord. Father, working together, helping each other through the difficulties and the long road, Lord. If we see our brother down, Lord, may we pick him up, Lord. Help us if we're under our leaders. Help us to encourage them and help them to be better leaders, Lord. Father, help us to all work together, Lord. Help us to grow in maturity, Lord. Help us in areas of attitude, Lord. Areas of where our feet go and where our tongues Father, go in our thoughts, Lord. May our thoughts be of you. Father, we pray for an anointing ministry. We pray for a refreshing ministry. And in all things, Lord, that everything we do in this place, you be glorified for your glory, that you be glorified, and that the body would be edified. For your glory and our good, Lord. Father, we pray for a outpouring of your spirit. Thank you again. Thank you for these leaders, Lord. Encourage them, stir them up, build them up and use us as we see the days approaching. We love you, Father. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. One last thing. One last thing. Amen. One last thing. We're having a baptism, right? Baptism. When's baptism? August 18th. When's baptism? Baptism. 